It's the Dogcast, episode number 422. Hey, a win is a win, man. We beat Kentucky in Lexington. And now, if I can just find the button that plays the bell. fans it's the dogcast episode number 422 brought to you by crystal we are back let me first apologize old dog i want everyone to know it's on me no florida post game and no kentucky pregame oh my gosh it was my fault and i know everybody we had a lot of people <clears throat> upset super sorry guys let me tell you honestly we tried to do a, a Florida post game, and we had a little technical difficulty, and maybe our hearts weren't in it. I don't know. Old dog, was your heart in it? Did you want to talk about the Florida game? No, I mean, it, do you want to talk about the Florida game today? No, I, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, we're not very good. Florida knew we weren't, and Florida's not very good. Uh, no, they're not. I mean, but I. I really, I don't know what it is up with our offensive line. I mean, I, what do we have? Twenty-one yards rushing. Twenty-one yards on nineteen carries. Yeah, and like sixty-five total yards of offense or it, something. I it mean, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. But uh, I, I will tell you. I mean, I hope, I hope it's a situation where the offensive line we have. They just said, we think Sam Pittman's a piece of shit, and we're not going to play for him. Because if these guys are really playing at their best, God, they're pathetic. Right. Um, they're definitely not playing together. You know, there's an old thing we used to talk about. We used to talk about uh, offensive line has to gel, you know, has to kind of come together. And this is one of the things, going to your point, about how – over, offensive line is typically not fixed overnight. You know, it doesn't get good overnight. It doesn't get bad overnight, and it doesn't it, it doesn't come back from the dead overnight either. And uh, they definitely just are not playing together. That's the problem. I mean, they're just not gelled for whatever reason, whatever you want to call that. You know? What? Well, no, I mean, they're it's, not working yeah. together. No, in my opinion of what needs to be done with our offensive line coincides with my opinion of what needs to be done with both the Senate and the House of Representatives. <laughs> just clean just clean house, get everyone out, and start all over again from scratch. Well, because, because much like our offensive line, where we are is, is doomed. <laughs> okay. You know, it is election week. I don't know. Yeah. Who, I don't know. I mean, just to make sure you guys didn't miss that or forget that that was happening this week. Um, so, 
I don't want to talk much about the Florida game either. It was terrible. Honestly, it went about like I thought it would go, you know? It really did go about like I thought it would go. We didn't get, I mean, you know, we got beat. Did that, now, come on now. You really thought we were going to get 21 yards rushing? No, I'm talking about really about this. I'm talking about the results, the score, and yeah. the, the way. I'm not talking about the offensive output, but I'm talking about um, their defense versus our offense, our defense versus their offense. Yeah, I thought we'd get more yards, but that point, that score, about what I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's a season to be written off, and, and I hope that there is, matter of fact, I'm going to throw this out here right now. If you are a listener to our show and you think it's something or you're looking forward to or you want us to be bowl eligible, you need to stop listening right now. <laughs> Easy now. Easy. I Crystal mean, doesn't I want don't, people to stop listening. I don't care if we are bowl eligible or not, and obviously 30 extra days of practice is not going to help us. Well, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, so let, wait, before we let's, before we, you're jumping ahead. Okay. You're, you're jumping way ahead here. We did have a win on Saturday night. A, a huge win against, against a, a perennial conference <laughs> Eastern Division conference champion contender i mean we may have knocked kentucky out of playing in atlanta listen we're playing, i know we're the spoiler guy <laughs> we're, we're the spoiler okay look so here's where old dog is if I you're mean, excited more exciting than a last second drive down to beat the kentucky wildcats and and little game Mark Stoops in, in a in a game that didn't even sell out on a Saturday night in Lexington, Kentucky. Listen, we're not that excited about the win. Okay, it's a good win. I'm glad we won. It, it it's better. The only thing I can say about it, it's better than losing. It's way better than losing. It's much much better than losing. I was seriously contemplating. A loss to Tennessee, Vandy, and Kentucky in the same season in the middle of that third quarter. But, and but that I'm was not a fun place right to now. be. No corner has been turned. The offensive line is no better than it was against Florida. I, I get it. I get it. And, You're totally and right. Auburn, Auburn is going to pound our dicks into the dirt Saturday. Okay. But listen, we'll talk about that later in the week because I have some thoughts on that. But... um. They are going to run it right down our throat. I will tell you this. I was really disheartened. I was really disheartened in the and I about our defense. And I, our defense had a pretty good game. Hell, our offense had the best game yardage-wise that they've had since the North Carolina game. 461 yards of total offense. It We're going to come back to that in a second. Kentucky. But, dude. It was. Do you remember Kentucky. that stretch? Do you remember that stretch? In the second half, where Kentucky literally ran the same play six plays in a row. Yeah. We ended up stopping them, but they ran that little wildcat, direct snap to that little runner, and he ran straight ahead six plays in a row. 
And on the sixth play, we held him to about three or four yards. But it was like 10 yards, 12 yards, 8 yards, 8 yards, 7 yards. I'm telling you, that was really disheartening. Well, it was, and something else, and I mean not just against Kentucky, but all season long. I haven't seen one of our opponents yet when we've hit them go backwards. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we're just, it's, it, you know, we look forward to football season so much, and, and this is just a disaster. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is, it is what it is, man. It's a disaster. It's a rebuilding year. It's a recalibration year. It's a, we're changing everything up year, whatever you want to call it. It is not a good year. Nobody, nobody disagrees with that. But man, but we still have to watch the games. We still have to try and win. We're still trying to avoid, you know, a five and seven season, right? Well, now along along those lines, do you really do you think, in your heart of hearts, that our offensive line is trying to win? I mean, do you think? And and I'm asking this, and you know, if you've got some feedback as listeners, let me know. I, I personally think they, they, for some reason, they've given up. They don't, they don't like the new coaching staff. They don't like Sam Pittman. They don't like what's been said about them. I mean, but it looks like to me, they've just thrown in the towel. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. I just, don't I mean, know. Cause I don't think they can be that bad. Oh, you know, accidentally. You're right. saying you think it's a, a purposeful decision is what you think. I think, yeah, I, I really I, I do. Mean, I, don't I mean, know. I'm, I'm too, I'm halfway to the point thinking that those guys got together and said, we're just going to lay down. I could tell you, I don't really think that's true. I mean, regardless of how bad it is, dude, they practice too much. They run too much. What, what's the point of doing all the work they're doing if they're not even going to try? I just don't feel like they're not trying. I, I just it's feel the like only, they're not. It's, it's the only explanation I, I know. that I can come up with for the pitiful play that we are seeing. Listen, nobody denies that the offensive line is bad. Tyler Catalina out in the second half. He's injured. Most important injury is the Trenton Thompson injury. I tell you this, I am, until proven different, I'm of the mind that Trenton Thompson is the best player on our whole team right now. Right now, I am I am seriously committed to Trenton Thompson, and he was out for the entire second half of that game in Kentucky, and that really hurts my feelings. I want Trenton Thompson on the field. Hell, I want him playing both ways. That kid is a damn ball player. He is a real no, he is, ball player, buddy. That kid is making tackles. He's making uh. You know, he's making Sanders tackles for him. He's making Carter's tackles for him. He's making Malcolm Parrish's tackles whenever Malcolm Parrish is not where Malcolm Parrish is supposed to be. Trenton Thompson, he, you know, we used to like, we used to talk about David Pollock having a hot motor. You know, mm-hmm. Trenton Thompson, that's some that ding boy, that some bitch is a. He's player. like a 
He's like a hybrid. He's got two motors. He is a damn ball player. I'm telling you that. That kid is a baller. That kid is going to get paid on Sunday. I mean, golly, he's good. I just love the way he plays football. But anyway, he's injured. Um, I will say this, though. As disheartened as I was about that six-play run where they lined up and ran the same exact play, six plays in a row, very successfully, I will say our defense did not, like you say with the offensive line, they did not quit. They did not lay down. They kept playing. Great defensive play for Parrish in the corner of the end zone to stop the touchdown on that drive when we held them to a field goal. I don't know why in hell they threw it. I don't know why they didn't run the Wildcats six more times right up the middle, but for whatever reason, they didn't, and we were able to stop them. Because because Mark Stoops is big game Bob's younger brother. Sure, because let me tell you, if they had run that damn Wildcat six more times, they would have scored a touchdown. And there is no there is no coaching family that can snatch victory from the can snatch a loss from the jaws of victory better than the Stoops boys. You got that right. So thank you, Mark Stoops. Our best offensive output since the North Carolina game, old dog, 461 yards. How do you feel about the ch- the move of Cheney up to the box? I it it doesn't matter. It, I mean, he could, you know, he, he could be at home watching it on TV and call in the plays. <laughs> because you know, I mean, I'm not it, it, Cheney moving to the up to the box is about like putting on black jerseys. Wow. I mean, it's just not. I mean, well, you, you know, know, to your credit, it, that's exactly what Mark. That's exactly what Kirby Smart said. It's no big deal. Don't. It's not that big a deal. Don't worry about it. You know, I mean. Are we to believe that it just dawned on him, maybe I should move up to the box and we're going to be better? I mean, if that's really the case, then he's he's worse off than I thought because we've played two-thirds of the season, and he's just now realizing that he shouldn't be on the sideline. He's like, hey, hey, I just remembered... You know what? You know what is this, all this glass stuff up there? I can see a lot better when I'm up there, right? You know, I mean, all... Really, all I can think that they're doing is that there has been the coaches got together and from smart on down, we don't have the kind of players we want. Uh, we're, we've got some recruits in. We've got a freshman class in. We are, we're not going to adapt to what we've got to play with. We're going to coach our style and be damned if we have players that don't fit. Yeah, we're, we're installing gonna, our program. And and that's the way it is. And the fact that our guys can't play in that, and the guys that we have currently can't play in that system, that's just the way it is. Right. I mean, we're not, we're not going to adapt to the, quote, talent that we have. No, and I believe that's why Kirby Smart was brought in. I don't think people, as much as people want to win, as much as people hate losing, I believe if he adapted his program for the personnel we have, it would ultimately net a crappier result. I believe that he is doing what he thinks he was hired to do. Now, whether or not that works, we're going to find out. But 
Well, and that's what I'm hoping. And I mean, I hope he kind of follow. I, I pray that his regime at Georgia follows what Saban was at Alabama. And by the third year, with the kind of players that they want, that we can do something, that we can start competing again for championships. And, and if that's not the case, then I will be the first to lead the charge that we need to get somebody else. Well, because we can't continue going on for years and years and years not being a, not being a relative football program. Right. Now, let's talk a little bit about, um, these freshmen. Wait, no, before we go into the freshmen, we haven't talked about the, the Sonia Michelle Nick Chubb visit to uh, Jim Cheney where even our own running backs are telling our offensive coordinator that we need to run the damn ball. What did you th- make what do you think about that about Chubb and Michelle going to visit with him? Do you think that visit was effective in changing their carry counts? And do you think Nick Chubb is playing? I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about Chubb's uh, his injury or anything like that. Do you believe Do you believe Chubb is playing at a hundred percent, like in his heart? Yeah, I do. Uh, just from the just from the point that that's that's all he knows how to do is play 100%. Right. I mean, I don't think anyone that went through what he did to get rehabbed and get ready to play and really is ready to play months before, you know, doctors said he would be and coming back from this kind of injury, I don't think he's the kind that would hold back. I hate it for him that, you know, it, it appears that this would, it should be his last year at Georgia, uh, and it's it's costing him millions of dollars. Yeah. Because yeah, there's his, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, it's his it's, draft it's, status is definitely being hurt. Yeah, and you know, but but if I were, and maybe maybe we can use that as a as a tool to get him back to play one more year, and hopefully we'll have some kind of offensive line that he can run behind next year. Quite frankly, if I'm Nick Chubb, man, I'd you know I'd be out. Uh, there's yeah, Cause, there's no cause way. we have because we have done that poor kid no favors at all. There's no way. I, I think there's no way he comes back next year. But no, that's that's a talk for after the season. Um, the fumbles are a little concerning, you know. I mean, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm worried that he made two fumbles. I just I don't know, man. I know he can play. I know he's physically a hundred percent. I don't know. I'm not sure he's. I don't know, man. There's part of me that thinks his 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 little Nick Chubb heart is just broken, you know. Or, yeah, well, you know, maybe his mind's not right. Because I mean, I, I mean, you know, how would how would you like to to run behind the offensive line we've got? That's what I'm saying. You know, I, I mean, mean I'm, this is yeah, pure speculation, back, entirely speculation. Back, it's got to, be to to work as hard as he worked, which and to to do so much that he did to get ready early and then this is what you get right yeah i mean 74,000 like, tackles behind the line of scrimmage 
you know, nine carries for eight yards. You know, I mean, like, that's got to make you... I think when I heard about the, him visiting with Jim Chaney, dude, you don't go and visit and make a thing public like that. I mean, that ain't something he just decided to do on us. That wasn't a snap decision, right? No. I just... I feel bad for Chubb. I just do, man, because I I think he's awesome, and I love him, and I want him to be successful, and I want that work that he put in to have meant something, right? Yeah. Not be and squandered and wasted. Which, which it is. And, I mean, you're, you know, I see your point, and you're probably right. I mean, when he's sitting there in his dorm room and it's all dark, you know, he's got to be thinking, man, I went through hell for this. Yeah, I know. And I got a coordinator that won't call my number. And when he does call my number, I got tackles and guards that are just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, he's got to feel like the damn last man in the Alamo or something. You know. Oh, what there's I mean? no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, I just wanted because I, I just feel bad for him. I, and then when he fumbles and people are like, oh, he fumbled. You know, man, Nick Chubb ain't got nothing to prove to any damn body. You know what no. I mean? And he ain't got nothing to apologize for either. But um, I, I just I hate it for him. But let's move on to a bright spot. Let's talk about the freshman. This Eason to Nauta thing continues to just look awesome. And Jacob Eason continues to be a cool-ass customer when you need him to be a cool-ass customer, you know? Two-minute drill on the road, down by, you know, down by two. No big deal, right? Who cares? No problem. Um, what do you think about the play of these freshmen? Uh, it's the only thing that gives me some hope. The only thing keeping you and, from taking and out I your mean, shoelaces here, and here, from a shower how bad. Here's how bad it's getting. I am actually interested and hoping and hanging my hat on this recruiting class we just got in and the next one. Oh, my God. And, and I think everybody knows my feeling about recruiting. Yeah. But, I mean, it's at this point, it's the only thing that we can look to for hope. Yeah. Well, not the only thing, old dog. There's one other thing we can look to. The bespectacled one. Yes. The goggled one. The Rodrigo Blankenship, who has come out of nowhere, in Rod We Trust, goggles of greatness. How about this Rodrigo Blankenship and also Kevin Butler take a bow, rightly or wrongly. This kid is the toast of Athens right now in full helmet, chin strap, and goggles at all times. You know... You know I'm a car guy, old dog. You know, it's a TV show. It used to be called uh, Top Gear. Yeah. A guy named The Stig, right? He was like the killer. He was the, he was, and he always wore his helmet all the time. Rodrigo Blankenship is the Stig of the Georgia football team, man. How about four for four <laughs> with a game winner with the goggles, dude? How awesome, I mean, how great is that comeback story from early in the season when he couldn't even land the starting job? you got to love it. I mean, with and that is one of the bright spots. And as one of our listeners uh, emailed us today, it, it would be great just because of the goggles and the look. It would be neat to have Wild Thing played when he comes running on yes. the field. 
Yeah, from the you guys' uh, history lesson, my our buddy Steve Rogers. Um, I'm glad you mentioned biting that. Out of, biting out of Savannah, Georgia. I, out of Savannah, Georgia, said you know that Rod, Rodrigo Blankenship looks a lot like the Charlie Sheen character from the Major League movie, Ricky Vaughn, who was the closer, right? And yeah. uh, every time Ricky Vaughn came onto the field, they would play Wild Thing. Now, how really, seriously, how awesome would it be if every time our field goal team came out on the field, they just pounded Wild Thing over the speakers? Dude, the crowd would go damn nuts if they did that. I it think would, that's the, it would be something to look forward to. It would be. It would be it would harken back to the old uh Superman days of No Shama Reno when we <laughs> last had like a song that the crowd really got into. Yeah. But with Blanketship being a freshman, we could look forward to four years of wild thing field goals. That is a fantastic idea out of Steve Rogers. Guys, I know you're listening in the Butts Mirror building right now. I know you're listening. Somebody tell somebody, let's try the wild thing on the speed. On the, I'm telling you, that's a great idea. Um, that's a great idea. Genius. I wish I'd have thought of it. So, Rodrigo Blankenship, four for four with the game yep. winner. Um, I he's, t- the, he's the reason we didn't lose to Kentucky. And that stupid helmet. I mean, he's doing his damn interview. He's talking. Harry Dog hitting him on the head. He's yeah. doing the damn interview in his helmet, man. It's so hilarious. You got to love it. You got to love it. Hey, hashtag freshman, man. I'm telling you yeah. what. How about Javon Wims, too, man? We we had a receiver step up and say he wanted to make some catches and, like, yeah. you know, actually catch some passes and run with the ball. Apparently, he has been vaccinated against the Martrez Milner disease. Huge game out of Wims. Yeah. Huge game out of Eason. I mean, you know, I mean, Eason had a period yeah. there where he's Nauta, a Nauta had a good game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Godwin had a had a pretty good uh, little catch and run there at the end when when it was needed. Yep. Uh, he's not a freshman. I understand that, but you know, I mean, I hope our only hope is with our youth. Yeah, I mean, uh, Miko Hardman came in to return kickoffs and stuff when uh, Reggie Davis's shoulder got hurt, right? Yeah, thank God that happened, you know? <laughs> Come on, man. Don't say thank God for an injury. Come on. Well, I mean, you know, and, and I, I hate that he got hurt, but what kind of coaching continues to put Reggie Davis on the field to return kicks? Well, I mean, that guy has never made a good decision involving a kick return. <laughs> Okay. Never. I I can't. I don't know if we can say never, but I mean, you know, I, I just did. And I'll I know he has never made a good decision involving a kick return. Um, how about the Isaiah McKenzie touchdown, man? He just ran away. McKenzie is damn dangerous in space. Yes. If, if you can get him, if you can get his, if he can get wound up and see the field. He's freaking dangerous. And if he can get a little separation, that's that's the main thing that our receivers aren't doing. And I mean, you you know, you even watch the Kentucky game. Their guys, I mean, they're catching passes, and there's not a Georgia defender within two or three yards of them. And even the passes we complete, their guy, I mean, their guys right with our guys. 
Yeah, I know. I know. That's been a persistent problem, man. Um, and, you know, we've had some coaching staff changes. The receivers aren't being coached by the same guy they used to be coached by. I'm just going to leave it at that, you know. Um, but all in all, it's a win, buddy. And it is way better than losing. There's no doubt about it. I do not want to contemplate losing to Kentucky and Vanderbilt in the same season. No. I, I don't want to have that conversation. Um, I don't want our sports information department to have to dig into the archives like they did after finding out how long has it been since Georgia only had 21 yards rushing, right? I don't want to know those numbers. I don't want to do that kind of research. No. So we've got the Auburn game coming up. We're not going to talk about it except to say that it is the 3.30 CBS game in Athens next and, week. And chances are it will be the last time Vern Lundquist announces a game from Athens. Absolutely. That's what I was about to say. It will almost certainly be the last game Vern Lundquist sees in Athens. So uh, everybody turn out. It's going to be a great game. We're still working on possible tailgate planning. And, you know, whenever you think about tailgates, old dog, you think about crystals. And, crystal and this burgers. year, and this year, I think about alcohol too. Yes, along with my crystals, and the two of them go together great. Yes, they do. I mean, crystals I go mean, great it's with probably everything. Probably not something Crystal wants advertised in their restaurant. You know, we and, have a, and we have do a, not and do not bring your beer or your bourbon into the crystal. No, but I'm telling you, if you are, you know, out and about, <laughs> uh, you know, over there in the in the railroad parking lot. Or just anywhere, tailgate, enjoying this crisp, cool weather. I'm telling you, nothing in this world washes down a hot crystal off the grill better than a nice bourbon and Coke. Oh, man. That is a fact, son. That is a fact. So, uh, we did do a little contest last week. And, guys, I've been out of town. You know, I was in uh, – I was in a – was in Man, Vegas. Tell, tell the truth. You have used up all the crystal coupons. No. And you're waiting for more to come in. No, I haven't. I'm, so here's all to – I decided I was going to give a prize to the first person that emailed us, okay? Then we got a bunch of emails, and I, I could do the timestamp thing, but you know what? I was happy with the turnout. I'm going to give – I'm sending koozies. And free combos, free crystal combos. You're going to get a crystal koozie and a free crystal meal. It's like four, three or four crystals, a fry and a drink for free. No purchase necessary. I think I'm sending them to like my, at least the first ten. Whoever, not now. I'm talking about the first ten that already replied. So if you already replied, if you were in the first ten, I'll be in touch. Some of you guys already sent your address. If not, I'm going to send everybody. I'm going to send all 10 or 12 that that everybody that replied between like midnight and noon the next morning or something like that. Uh, all of you guys are going to get koozies and coupons. Everybody. Coop, everybody. There you go. Crystals all around. Crystals all around, man. You know, and that's something else you can do. And I've actually done this once or twice. Stroll into your local crystal. Like with your ticket stuff, like, you get 10% like, off. Don't even worry about that. Like one or two in the morning, yeah. and just just walk up to the counter and say, I'm buying a crystal for everybody in the restaurant. I mean, it's going to cost you 5 $6. <laughs> That's pretty and, awesome. And, and you're a hero. You are you a know, hero to like five or six people. Crystals all around. Crystals for everybody. 
around the crystals. That's the thing to do. And then just point. How do you want yours, buddy? And they're going to say hot off the grill. Absolutely. Now, um, yeah, that's a great idea. And you know, if you do that after a game and you take your ticket stub, you get 10% off. There you go. At Athens locations. Now, um, I think that's it. Wild thing. That's genius. Wild thing for field goal unit. I'm telling you, the bespectacled one, the goggles of greatness, I'm telling you, the specs abide. I'm down with it, man. Well, and it would be neat to do that because something needs to make this season memorable. We need to have fun again. Yeah. Hell, dust off Superman. People love Superman. Play Superman again. Do wild thing. Do something because it is like a funeral right now. And raise James James Brown from the dead. Do something. So, man, we just need something, guys. Um, We really appreciate y'all listening. I will say one other thing, too. I got a ton of calls after the Florida game. I left from Jacksonville going to Vegas, right? That's why we did not have a Florida a Florida post-game show. We tried to do it. It just did not work. And I was in Vegas from Saturday, basically Saturday night to, to, to last night, to Saturday night again. And it was I was just unable to do the Florida post-game or the Kentucky pre-game. I was unable to reply to my crystal winners. I couldn't send my gift certificates. But having said all that, old dog, tell me if you agree. I've... I've decided to not play at this point those Florida postgame call-ins. I I don't see where where it would do where it would do us a lot of good. They are not they are not friendly. You guys yeah. are awesome. I listen to them. You know I love them, but I don't think at this point, you know, nine ten days later, there is no point in us going back and and revisiting the rage no, of the post Florida game. All we can do is is just hope that never happens right. again. You know, there were many of us that thought, you know, the some of the some of the beatings that, that Spurrier put on us down there were, you know, the worst it would ever get. We're demoralizing. And then and then the, the Funton Bata thing last year hit a brand new low. Yes, and, and I, for one, thought it, it can't get any worse than this, and and it did. And now you're looking way, way up, way off in the distance, way up above. That's where the Phantom Bounty game is. We're down there now. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> I mean, all we can hope is is that never ever happens again. Well, one other thing that's never ever going to happen again, at least this season is me traveling anymore. Some of you guys wrote emails, and you guys were disappointed that I wasn't able to do the Florida Post or the Kentucky Pre. I can tell you, my work travel is done for this season. I had a heady schedule there for a little while, but now I'm done. We should be regularly scheduled programming on the Dogcast for the rest of the season. Regular pregame shows and postgame shows on Wednesdays and Sundays, just as God intended. And the Dogcast is back to regularly scheduled programming for the rest of the season. Brought to you by our good friends at Crystal. Old Dog, do you have anything else you want to leave on the table for this Kentucky victory? Well, no, the only thing that I can say is if we had done a pregame show, 
I think one of us would have said the key to victory would be field goal kicking, and we would have been right. Of course, that's what we would have said. We probably would have said the number one key to victory is effective field goal kicking out of Rodrigo Blankenship. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, The only other thing that I can think of is there have been, and this is getting a little ahead and we'll expand on this a little later on this week, but there have been many, many times where we have come into a game against Auburn as decided underdogs and have won. Um, We're a nine-point dog right now. Which is surprising that it's not double digits. <laughs> and and I'm hoping that Wayne Johnson has one year of eligibility left and he can come back and play. Yes. I would be a fan of that. Or so, or Michael Johnson, who who is a who is a personal Auburn killer. Yes. A a, a single handed Auburn killer. Um guys. We love you for listening. I mean, matter of fact, we should field the team of nothing but Johnsons <laughs> against Auburn. Well, you are a massive Johnson yourself. It, absolutely. And I tell you, I want, if you're listening to this show, our team needs support. I want everybody's Johnson in that stadium cheering. <laughs> Dog fans, thanks for listening. Give us a call after the Auburn game. 706-363-0210. Text DOG, D-A-W-G, to 37793 to get your free crystal hamburgers. And email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Guys, we are always here for you by fans, for fans. Even when we're not doing shows, I'm still responding to emails. I'm still listening to your audio comments. We think you guys are awesome. We really appreciate you listening. And uh, I just appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Go dogs.